Welcome to the MGU Podcast, Episode 3. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Michael. And I'm Gina. And, uh, well, we're going to do this again. We are going to do it a third time. I'm very proud of our consistency. Yeah, we're, we're actually doing this. We're doing one it. One after we're, the other. Yeah, we're releasing them one a week. One a week. I, I'm hoping we can keep this up. I hope so, too. It's a lot of pressure. It really is. Uh, <clears throat> first thing we want to do before we get started with everything is just, first of all, I want to thank everybody who has downloaded and listened to the podcast so far. Yes. Uh, we've had some great feedback, a lot of really positive comments, which we appreciate. And on top of it, we also have almost 300 likes on Facebook. Amazing. Which is crazy. So it's totally crazy. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. We didn't know if anyone would care. I, I, I actually counted on nobody caring but people Same. That, that maybe family. I mean, your mom, my mom. That was about it. The I thought kids. they'd maybe hang in there for an episode. Right. That's it. And uh, But people seem to want to hear more. We're so honored. Which is really lovely. So thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, the other thing we want to announce is we have a social media presence now. We do. We did not have anything to announce the first two episodes, <laughs> but we have one. Obviously, we have one on Facebook because a lot of you have been liking it. And that's been ha- that's happened in the last week or so. Uh, but we also have a Twitter account, which you can find us with a little at symbol at MGU Podcast. We are there. You can follow us. And honestly, right now, we're just letting you know when episodes are dropping. There might be other stuff eventually. Um, and we're also on Instagram, correct? We are on Instagram. What's, Haven't done a ton with that and don't have very many followers, but Instagram never at feels MGU like it. podcast. Oh, is it just okay? Great. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're staying consistent. We are, which is fantastic. <laughs> the other thing that we're planning on doing is every episode we'd like to have a segment where we answer your mail, and we will answer any questions you have. It can be definitely about the Marvel universe if you want, or the meaning of life. Anything? Really anything. Can they ask us anything at all? We might not have good answers for it, but we'll do our best. Oh, we'll have great answers. Yeah, so if you're interested in sending us uh, an email, our email address is mgupodcast23 at gmail.com. Yes. Correct? Yes. That is right? I think. Uh, I think that's right. <laughs> well, we'll find out, I guess. We, we sure will. But yes, send us send us your questions. Yes. We will do our best to answer them. We, we definitely will. The other thing we're going to be doing... Um, since a lot of you probably who are listening to this have probably watched most of, if not all, the Marvel movies at some point, um, one thing you've probably noticed is that every single movie, Stan Lee, one of the, probably the mastermind of so many of these characters in Marvel, he shows up at some point in a cameo in every single Marvel movie. And that's not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's also in the X-Men movies, Deadpool, all the other ones. He's, he shows up every single time. Which is so fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It becomes a little bit of a game. That you can play by yourself <laughs> or with others, I guess. <laughs> or with friends. Or with friends. And one thing we're going to do in honor of Stanley, um, in the first episode, you may have noticed that there was a point where there might have been a dog barking. Or maybe two points. Maybe two points. Uh, well, that would be Gina's dog, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie does not know how to calm down. Has zero ability to calm down. She can't. Can't do it. She cannot. So what we're going to do in honor of Stanley is we're going to have a little contest every week. And what we're going to do is we are going to insert Charlie's bark somewhere in this episode uh, and every episode going forward. And if you email us again at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com and let us know basically a timestamp of when Charlie, you hear Charlie barking, 
we will get you some kind of prize. Is that correct? Some kind of swag? I think what we'll do, they could also message us on yes. Facebook. Yes. But keep it private because we're going to, I think what we'll do is anyone who sends us the answer will go in a drawing. Yeah, I shouldn't say that you're, if you get it right, we're just going to send you a prize. It is a drawing because yes. we are not made of money, people. We are are not we don't have enough subscribers I to this mean, podcast until right or any or no <laughs> yeah we have we're, we're not doing great until we are the influencers that we aim to be which is not right around the corner not, it's right around yeah, the corner possibly absolutely i think it's after this episode for sure i mean probably after the third one for sure yes we got this absolutely but until then, we will put all those names into a drawing for some fabulous swag, which we will we'll roll that out on our social media so people can see what they can win. We don't even know what it's going to be yet, honestly. We don't. It could be amazing. It'll probably be... I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be amazing. Do you have ideas for this? Because I have no idea what kind of swag I, we're going to get people. I mean, well, I was thinking it could be... Well, I, what, what do people want? Maybe Like a Pepper Potts tote bag. It could be a coffee mug. Okay. It could be an MGU sticker that they could, like a decal they could put on the back window of their car. We should make stickers. That's a that's a real right. I think or put on a, their water bottle. Yeah, that's that's a, a thing. What a great thing for them to win! Something to advertise mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fantastic. hopefully it'll be something useful, not a lot of plastic junk. But the plastic junk is the cheap stuff, so we'll see. We'll get some good swag. So MGU. maybe a T-shirt. Right. Maybe a t-shirt. MGU23 at gmail.com. So listen for Charlie's Bark. And that's starting this episode. It is. So it could be any time. It might be at the end, so you have to listen to the whole thing. That would be the smart thing for us to do, but we'll try not to do that to you. <laughs> it could be any time. So, uh, but yeah, just listen for Charlie. Yes. Sound good? Charlie is our Stan Lee. <laughs> she is. She is our Stan Lee. What we want to do now is we want to hear from you, Gina, your synopsis of the movie, what you your predictions of what the movie is going to be based simply on the movie poster, which we will post on our social media so you can play along if you'd like. Yes. And once again, there are multiple uh, posters available out there. I mean, not a ton, but there are a few different ones I noticed. And so I chose a specific one. Yes. We'll Honestly, sure I chose that. the one that had the most information on it. So that was that I probably could the way to go. Try to glean something out of it. Um, so it may be helpful to pull it up and look at it as you hear my um, crazily accurate prediction. It's going to be right on. So you ready to do this? I, think I really got it this time. I think you got it. So let's hear it. Okay. So Iron Man 2. Now that the world knows Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Tony Stark, is Iron Man... He is celebrity status. The previous Terrence Howard character, Rhodes, has been replaced by Don Cheadle. And Rhodes has a new idea about how to use Iron Man for good. Even though Stark doesn't want anything to do with helping the military anymore now that he is woke. While Rhodes is trying to convince him to help, a sinister new plan is happening. Mickey Rourke is a new character who has his own powerful suit and plans to use it to terrorize the world and stop Stark from doing good. Gwyneth Paltrow continues to assist Stark, and there's plenty of sexual tension. But this time, I think we will actually see a kiss. 
Scarlett Johansson is in a tight black bodysuit and she is staring like a badass over her shoulder. So I'm thinking she is somehow going to end up in cahoots with Stark and she'll be the one in the other suit on the poster. They will, of course, defeat Mickey Rourke's nasty fireman character after an epic battle. And then maybe we'll find out more about the Avenger initiative. An evil fireman. Evil? Uh, no, he's a nasty fireman. Oh, fireman. Not, Not like fireman. A... He's a fireman. I love the idea of an evil fireman, though. I mean... Has I mean... that been done? It must have been done somewhere. An evil fireman. I am going to write a screenplay. There was the movie Backdraft. There was an evil fireman in Backdraft, but not a, didn't I have did any special powers. Yes. No special powers, just evil. Well, again, look at the poster. Maybe you should be looking at the poster while I'm reading this. Maybe I so should. So you could understand how I came up with this shockingly accurate synopsis. I, I think you got it. Okay. I, think, I don't even know why we're going to watch this anymore, but I think we're going to go do that So now. I can feel success. Well, here we go. You ready to go watch it? I'm ready. We're going to go see Iron Man 2. We'll be back in a bit. <laughs> Okay, we are back after watching Iron Man 2. We're back. We are. Much like Iron Man was back. Iron Man was so back. So back. It was, it was great to see. Uh, so I think we'll start with our, well, our second favorite part, because we always like the pre-movie synopsis, but we also like the 23-second post-movie synopsis. To... I, I don't think this is my favorite part. But... No, no, it's probably not, but I think it's everybody else's. So... Um, are you ready for this? Do you, do you, think you know what? I'm ready. You are. Uh, well, without further ado, let's hear your synopsis. Okay. Go. Okay, so Tony Stark is back, and he's cocky as ever. He's so cocky, and the opening scenes are really hilarious, and he's just super cocky, but he's dying. It turns out he's dying, and we don't exactly know that, but he's got this like thing that they're measuring with his toxicity in his blood, and he's dying, and he doesn't tell anybody, so he decides to live really wild like it's his last days, but then... We have this scene with Mickey Rourke, and he's this strange. Oh, that was no, so that can't fast. be. That was twenty-three seconds. I think that was twelve. I think something was wrong with my timer. Did, do you really believe that? Kind of. I was. Re- I think because because I took the notes, I felt more focused and like I was really going to be able to get it in. But then I got all flowery with the Tony Stark beginning, and it was you. I, you emphasized his cockiness. I had more to say. You had a lot to say. He was so cocky. He really was. It's great though. He's such a great character. Well, before we actually get into the the movie, should uh, should I give you some Iron Man fun facts? Please do. Great. Here are some Iron Man fun facts. I excuse me, Iron Man two fun facts. Yes. Iron Man 2 was released on May 7th, 2010, as was once again directed by John Favreau and written by Justin Thoreau. Thoreau was recommended by Robert Downey Jr., who worked with him on Tropic Thunder. Did you see mm, Tropic Thunder? No, I did not. Oh, I highly but I'm recommend familiar. Tropic Thunder. It's, it's <laughs> kind of great. I'm, it's one of those movies I wonder if it'll hold up now okay. in the age of kind of political correctness, if it'll work. I still think it'll be really funny, though. Okay. But we'll, we'll have to watch it sometime. Put it on the list. Opening weekend, it made $128 million, which was the fifth highest opening weekend of all time. Wow. At the time. Iron Man 2 made $312.4 million domestically and $623.9 million worldwide on a reported budget of $200 million. 
That's quite a bit more they spent on this movie than the first one. Yes. I think it shows with the effects. Absolutely. So, yep. Uh, it only received a Rotten Tomato score of 73%, which was much lower than the first one. Interesting. A lot mm-hmm. of the reviews said it was a it was a decent movie, but it, it didn't have the surprises of the first one. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was okay. interesting. However, the audiences loved it. The cinema score, which the, is a, an audience score from A plus to F, audiences gave it an A. So they absolutely dug it. Interesting that they they would give it an A, but Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how they're how that works exactly. But. Well, there's a lot of times there's what what I've seen is there's a there is a big disparity between what critics think and what audiences think. So it's always interesting to gauge both of them. So Rotten Tomatoes is actual. Those are the critics. That's okay. a that's a whole. Okay. I didn't know if it was a amateur group of. I mean, a lot of the film reviewers probably are amateurs in there. Well, they, they I, I wanted the whole to believe pool. they were professionals. Yeah, but. but they're also a lot of professionals from actual <laughs> newspapers. Okay. So, uh, Captain America's shield makes an appearance. Did you see the shield? So that's what that was. Oh, you didn't really know it was Captain America's shield, but yes. Well, was, I knew it was something. It was you a leaned shield. over and said, you don't know what that is. I did. I did that twice. But I could... I could tell it was a shield shape. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's uh, part of a. It, it's it's some foreshadowing, okay. which is mm-hmm. lovely. John Favreau directed both Iron Man one and Iron Man two, and was supposed to direct Iron Man three, but there was friction with the higher ups wanting him to rewrite the script as the film was shooting. Some of these changes being made involved the establishing of a greater Marvel Cinematic Universe, such as the increased time given to the shields, the, the shield storyline. Oh. So he did not like that so much. Huh. And so he did not come back for Iron Man 3, but he did bring his character back for okay. other movies. Scarlett Johansson dyed her hair red before she even got the part of Natasha Romanoff because she wanted the part so badly. Ooh. Interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. She trained for six weeks leading up to the film and then another six months as the film went on. So she kept training and training for it because she knew this was a bigger part. That was going to continue on. Okay. Pretty cool, right? Yes. Mickey Rourke, who had just got done doing The Wrestler, and had an, he actually was nominated for an Academy Award, right. he came into this movie, and he came up with much of Whiplash's identifying features, including the tattoos, gold teeth, and pet cockatoo. He actually went to Russia to research the character to try and make it more authentic, but eventually complained that many of his scenes were cut. Hmm. So I found that interesting about Mickey Rourke's character, and I have some thoughts about that as well later on. Great. So those were the fun facts. Let's talk about Iron Man 2. Let's do it. All right. So overall, well, let's get to the overall later, but what did you like about the movie? Well, I love the Tony Stark character so much, so I really I loved how he just came out right away. He was a total dick again. He had all the brav- he's so cocky. Like he's you so, said. Cocky. He, so cocky. He had all the bravado. And I thought that that was important to do at the beginning of this movie because, you know, he, he had that transformation in Iron Man one and became, you know, he was he was kind of you know, I guess we thought of him as a good person, but not to be confused as soft in any way. Right. Yes. They really brought him back strong like that. And so that was good because yes. he's, it's just such a great character. So I love that. I loved the um, the humor. I mean, the humor is a yeah. great. They amped it up this round. I yeah, think. I mean, I my one of my favorite lines of the whole movie was, "I've successfully privatized world peace." Wonderful. That was I know. I love that too. Such a great. Turns line. out he's a libertarian dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> which fits with it his totally character, fits. right? It fits. Um, 
Another thing that I really liked about this movie was that the ladies, the women are finally kind of stepping up here. You know, yes. I loved when he, um, the John, it was John Favreau's character, I think. Happy? Is that? His name's Happy, Happy? yeah. I never remember their names. Yeah. Um, when he said, oh, what, you know, what did you do for yoga? Like you did a little, you know, <laughs> a little yoga class. Oh, a little... when he says that to Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, when he yeah. says that to Scarlett Johansson and then she just kicks ass and yeah. flips him over. Yeah. That was great. It was pretty great. And so I, I, I liked that the ladies were, and, and even, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow's character, you know, continues to evolve and um, mm-hmm. she's just sort of an understated, frustrated badass. Yeah. And I liked that too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I also really liked uh, the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack's very well, good. And I think part of it was, you know, again, Iron Man 1, we talked about that cheesy beat in the middle. Yes. They only, they opened with ACDC and ended with Iron Maiden, but all the rest of it was sort of a manufactured sounding. And this had authentic music that I... <laughs> By the way, it was could... uh, Black Sabbath, not Iron Maiden. Well... I thank mean, you. I'm for sorry th- for correcting you. Thank you for that correction. It just hurt my. It hurts my heart. To my uh, children, you're welcome for additional fodder <laughs> to ridicule <laughs> me and all of my missteps. It's okay. I. Ju- it's just Black Sabbath is. The, um, they're the almighty I, Black Sabbath. I'm so sorry. It's quite okay. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm moving on. The point is, I liked the soundtrack in this one. It's really good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I I appreciated some of the um, trademarky bad guy things that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. So when Mickey Rourke, he's when he first comes out with his... I don't even know what to call those. Like the whips? The those lo- whipping fire. Electric whips. Those like electric whipping fire <laughs> things. But he's got a toothpick hanging out of his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that he's was... Russian. Russian mob type guy. That's what he looked like to me. Well, he... Yeah, he totally had the Russian mob guy thing going. When he first spoke, when there was that first longer interaction with him and Tony Stark, I just felt like his accent, though, was like New York Russian. Yeah, it's a little I was, ridiculous. I was, I got, I kind of, I worked through it after that, but it was just a really weird sort of New York East Coast. At least it was consistent. Russian. New York Russian, though, it was consistent, <laughs> right? So at least he wasn't changing it along the way. <laughs> it was pretty cheesy. So I'll give him that. Yeah, but he was disgusting. He looks. I mean, Mickey Rourke, okay, so I'm thinking of the days of Diner and Pope of Greenwich Village, those days of Mickey Rourke, and the man was handsome. Yeah, and had that sort of adorable factor going. Yeah, ridiculous. But I mean, I don't even really know what he actually looked like as a a regular non-actor human um, during this time, but I'm just saying the character, when they took his shoes off and those toenails. Yeah. What if I told you that's what Mickey Rourke looks like? That's what he actually... His yeah. fa- he his face took a pounding over time because he went to boxing and all this well, stuff. Well, right. He, I mean, it, it's but it's, they certainly didn't powder him up at all. No, for which is good for that. Which he was good. It was. Good. He was a he was a gnarly, disgusting, yeah, villain. Yes. And what did you think of of uh, Justin Hammer? Oh, so I really struggled with that character because at first, at first, I really didn't like the character very much I just had a not not like I didn't like him like he was we were supposed to not like him obviously but he 
Yeah, I just felt I didn't feel the character was very strong. But then I got into it as the movie went on, and I felt like he he was a good representation of that suit who wants to be who's power hungry and you know wants to take advantage of other people. So I thought that I I at the in the end I felt like it was a very effective character. When did you kind of figure he was the bad guy? I feel like early, well, pretty early. Yeah, yeah. They kind of. I felt like they. I well, o- no. I always felt like he was the bad did. guy. Okay. Actually. Yeah, they just the way they set it up, and he came out with with some bravado and cocky in that hearing, and you could just tell. Did that... you do you remember when he they were in the airplane hangar and he brings in uh, Mickey Rourke's character? Mm-hmm. What was playing? Classical music. <laughs> oh, back to your oh yes, back so to of your course cliche. He's a bad guy. Of course, he's the bad guy. Of course, he's the bad I mean, guy. We kind of knew it. Of course, by that time, and we then, knew. But of and the course. nice dinner, the yes. fine things. Yes. we can make you anything you want. Yeah, yes. it's ridiculous. So I wonder if I'll get these references by number twenty-three, or if I'll still be as dense as I am today. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely patterns you see in these movies. A lot. I mean, pretty do you much. Think I'll see them though, or do you? Yes, think I, I think you will actually. Do you, you believe I, in me? I think you're actually seeing them already okay uh, one thing i want to say though you were talking about the suit so when you were making your predictions and you saw the the suit on the poster i don't remember if you did you think that might have been his rival iron man's rival or did you think that was going to be iron man's ally the suit but like yeah, the, no. the, the the war machine suit that came out later that Don oh, I know. Wearing. I knew. I figured that was going to be his ally you because okay. I knew it was. It looked a lot like his suit. What yeah. I got wrong was I thought I made that prediction that maybe Scarlett Johansson. I didn't know what to do with her. Well, yeah. do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about my what, about what, what I got right and what? Well, I you got definitely wrong? got the kissing right. You got that. right. I got the kissing right. You got that right. That that happened this time. Yeah, they played that out just like I thought they would with yeah. the sexual tension, and then they ended with the kiss. I figured yeah. they wouldn't sleep together. It wasn't going to be that. No, not I mean, yet. I know she's in Iron Man 3, so we have to... How did you know that? I think I saw a poster when I was looking for the Iron Man 2 poster. Okay. I mean, okay. Not, I, didn't, I didn't meditate on was it or it read any purpose? spoilers. That's okay. But I did happen to see that. So yeah, I got that right. I got that Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard. Yes. I got right that Tony Stark is very much celebrity status. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Signing pictures of himself and kids had the costumes. He was cocky. Mm -hmm. So cocky. Mm -hmm. He didn't want anything to do with helping the military anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's still. That was true. He considered himself the military. I did really well on this one. Nailing it. There was not an evil fireman. It breaks down a little bit. Fire. Man, (laughs) (laughs) it breaks down a little bit after this, though. Um, Rhodes is trying to convince him to help. Well, that's kind of true, actually, because Rhodes, he he did want him to. Well, no. And yes, there was a sinister new plan happening. There was. Mickey Rourke has his own powerful suit. Yes. All right. And plans to use it to terrorize the world and stop Stark from doing good in the world. That's pretty good. I pretty much had the whole plot figured out just you from the movie poster. actually did very, very well. And not only that, did we? it's another, the second straight movie where the military wants to weaponize yeah. something. Major military, yeah. at least in this Iron Man series. Scarlett Johansson, well, she was in a tight black bodysuit mm-hmm. and she was staring like a badass over her shoulder and she was a badass. Yeah. And she is in cahoots with Stark, but she was definitely not the other suit on the poster. And I should have known that because um, the Rhodes 
Rhodes, mm-hmm. we had the foreshadowing in the first Iron Man where he looked we at the did. suit and said, next time. I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out what to do with Scarlett Johansson from the movie. I couldn't, just couldn't figure out where she was going to fit in. Yeah, yeah. But I knew from the suit she was going to be some kind of badass. So that, that was completely correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, Pretty I think solid. I, think I did That's okay. A really good job. Thank you. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the poster, it's just a bunch of people on there. So you're kind of just fitting in the characters and saying, hey, how do they look on the poster? I mean, to be fair, it is Iron Man 2. Right. So I did have it's a lot background. of information. Yeah. So I agree with pretty much everything that you liked about the movie. I think Robert Downey Jr., he's such a good actor. He's so great in this role. It's it's Because I feel like it's him. Yes. Essentially just being cocky and funny. And, but able to pull drama off at the same time. I, he's so great. And again, really is. I think like I said last time, he's such a great character to build a franchise around, a whole universe around. Um, so I think he was great. Uh, I, I actually really like Mickey Rourke in this role. I thought he was terrifying as a bad guy. Um, I think one thing, kind of like with the, the first movie, I want to know more about his character, why he... because. Not the first movie so much, I guess, but because uh, we did know about Jeff Bridges, I think that. But I just thought the his was his character was so forced, especially at the end. It's but, true, and they did they did sort of brush over the history there. Yeah, it pretty was, quickly. It felt like there's some stuff missing, right? And uh, which I think would have made his character maybe more evil. Do you think that was because they just packed so much in? Very well could have been. I mean, I didn't see how long this was. Well, Mickey Rourke did say they cut scenes out. True. So maybe that was part of it. Kind of like with Incredible Hulk. They maybe cut some of those scenes out to to flush out Bruce Banner's character. We want those scenes. We want the action. We need those scenes. Yeah. So uh, I I think that that hurt it a little bit. Although in the end, I thought he was an effective bad guy. I Uh, agree. I really love Scarlett Johansson. I mean, not just because she's, I noticed. she's my eye candy yes. for this whole thing, but she's great. She's just a great character. She didn't have to have a big role, but it's I like that they set her up to have a bigger role later, which I yeah. really dig. So I, I love that Nick, uh, I was going to say Nicolas Cage, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character came back. Thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yes. That had a lot of comedic value in there. Absolutely. And he's always, I mean, even if he's just in a movie a little bit, he has such a strong he's presence. He's so great. He's just, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I, I thought that scene with him and, and Scarlett Johansson and, and Robert Downey Jr. I just love that scene. That's a great scene. It was just scene. great. It was really simple. I also, one thing that was a little funny is that they gave him this, uh, like an antidote to that, whatever was poisoning him, the, the blood poisoning. And it was just kind of like, they just gave it to him and it just kind of went away. It was right. just like this real simple plot thing to just kind of say, yeah, that's enough of that. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Oops. He's at 89% yeah. poison and he's definitely not going to make it unless we do a quick little something, something. Yeah. It was so silly to me. I That part was, I mean, it, it was fine. I understood why they did it, but I, it, I don't know. It felt unnecessary. The well, whole the whole blood poisoning thing. I know they were trying to give it some weight, like as far as him being, you know, th- that he's dying and that. Well, he had cost- to have. I mean, he had to have enough oomph to, because he got out the jackhammer. You know, once yeah. he figured out the thing, the physics of the thing, then he got out the jackhammer, and he was, 
and I was wildly set as, setting aside like, what did he rent it? Does he own one? You know, I had to I had to set aside <laughs> a lot. He again. could have just built it. He could have just built it. I, I guess with his very muscular tech self, as you which I thought for a while they were. I was like, we're not really seeing his arms, and then he took. And there were there were there they were, you know? and then he got a little sweaty. Yeah, speaking of eye candy, something for everybody. It has a little something for everybody. Uh, the other thing that I love that this movie did, and it's really starting to, to um, they're doing it more in this movie than the other movies. The world building in this movie is so great. They're starting to build it a little bit more. I think uh, what we didn't talk about with the Incredible Hulk last time is Tony Stark appeared at the end of Incredible Hulk. Right. And showed up at the end and uh, said, that it looks like you have a problem. Hey, I can help solve it. Yes. And it's... I love that. So you saw that starting here. And then in this movie, you see Captain America's shield. And then uh, you see uh, at the end of the movie, the, the end credit scene this time where there's the hammer in the ground. Which... Yeah, I noticed the hammer and then even the shape of, and I might be completely off base here, but uh, the shape when he said we've found it and there was that, that shape of that thing in the ground, I wondered if that was. That was a crater, I think. Oh, was from it? The, from the hammer. Oh. I think that's what that was. Okay. So I think I might be wrong well, on that. Well, never mind my bad uh, prediction then. But it's a wonderful preview for what's coming next. <laughs> okay. Because that's, that's Thor's hammer, just in case you don't know. You'll find that out very quickly for episode four uh, when we watch Thor. Uh, but I love that. I love yes. that Nick Fury showing up in multiple movies. Connecting and, it all together. Yeah. Uh, it's building. It's building towards something big. Which I think is great. You love that in board games. And I do you love that in movies. I do. I do. So I love that so much. Uh, that got me excited. Um, were there some things that bothered you in the movie? Yes. Okay. I want to know. There were a few things that bothered me in the movie. Oh, I can't wait. Um, well, I mean, nothing. Honestly, nothing terrible. There were just a few things. I guess the main one. I I didn't love Don Cheadle. In you that didn't. Role. Okay. I didn't. Interesting. Did you like? Did you prefer Terrence Howard? I did. Okay. All right. And you know, it could be. And I was trying to think back of other movies where I've seen a sequel and they replace characters. And I know, you know, because you can get a little attached to whoever you see first in that mm-hmm. role. And Definitely. it could be. So I was trying to figure out if that was the problem, or if it was just. I don't know. Don Cheadle is. He feels more lovable to me than sort of badassy. Okay. I, he just, he seems too gentle to, mm. to I don't know. Do you, did you Maybe feel it's terrif- other things I've seen him in. I, I don't know. But I just, I just, I didn't love him in the role. Okay. Well, Don Cheadle always has a big place in my heart because of the movie Boogie Nights. I love that movie. It's my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot and that he's he was in that. In that. Yeah, he's in it. And I, that's where I just, I, I just think he's wonderful. Uh, but I can I can totally see what you're saying here because I think if I was going with um, if I had only seen Iron Man and Iron Man Two, obviously I've seen these all. I would I would agree with you. I think Terrence Howard is actually at this point would have been a stronger Rhodey, and I'm I'm interested to see how you think Don Cheadle does in future movies. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you'll still yeah. have the same feeling. Uh, but maybe yes. I'll forget all about Terrence Howard. You very well be might. A distant memory. You might. Um, so yeah, so I didn't, so I didn't love that. Um, the Mickey Rourke, like the Russian New York accent kind of was jolting for a second, but then I thought, I, okay, that's fine. I can deal with it. Uh, for a while in the movie, I I thought the, that Gwyneth Paltrow was a little screamy. 
There was mm-hmm. a there was a time when there was just a lot of I guess when they were in the car trying to get the suit to him um, when they were in France, and I thought she was sort of gratuitously screaming and screamy and helpless and yeah. But I I got over it later because she she was a much stronger. I think I'm just a little I'm a little sensitive to the woman thing. Well, can I add on to that? Yes, actually, because this is one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Did like? Did not. Oh, did not. No, okay. Gwyneth Paltrow. I thought not. Her, her, I thought she was fine, and I think she plays Pepper Potts great. Yes. However, I thought she had less to do in this movie than the first one. The first one, at least, she was helping Tony out a bit with trying to uh, basically help him defeat Jeff Bridges. Right? right. This one, it just felt like she was there annoyed with him, constantly annoyed with him. Now, understandably so, because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is basically saving the world right which is what he's there for doing the things he needs to do and she's she's taking all the heat because she's the new ceo of stark industries however she just seemed annoyed and like you said in that one scene where they're at the at the track just kind of screamy yeah she a little, little a hysterical lot, and didn't have a lot to do and at the end they they kiss was it earned i don't know if it was earned Right. It, they didn't quite have that connection that you could really feel in the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree. that bothered me. Right. Um, again, not because of her acting or anything like that. She plays Pepper Potts great. I, I love her in the role. Right. This was weak. And it was actually weaker than I remembered. Okay. So that was a little disappointing. Okay. So, uh, anything else? Um, yeah. Then the, I went through my own internal dialogue over uh, when Scarlett Johansson was changing into the suit in the back of the car. And we had, of course, we had to have the boob shot. You know, we had to have her, her, oh, sure, her sure. little body shot and John Favreau's distracted. And so I started to, you know, get my feminist undies in a bundle. And then I quickly realized and remembered, wait, I really like looking at... Um, <laughs> Tony Stark when he's got his shirt off. So again, something for everyone. Yeah. So I worked myself all the way through that, but I'm just sharing she it. She had to get into her now. skin tight suit. I know. And then <laughs> and then her beautiful leg came up. And right. of course you were next to me going, Oh <laughs> I made no noises. There was no noise. There was, I kept it internal. No, you said something. I'm sure I said something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. um <laughs> I'm not jealous of Scarlett no, Johansson. No, why would you be? There's no. no reason to be jealous. Oh my God. No. Of course no, not. Absolutely not. No. Oh, um, one other just thing, speaking of her though, that I thought was kind of funny, when she did change into the suit and then we went into the scene where, um, oh my gosh, I loved that scene when um, John Favreau was fighting just the one guy and she's oh, kicking everybody's perfect. ass and then he's all sweaty yeah. and he's really proud yes. and she's just, she's just nailing it. But I thought it was kind of funny that yeah, I don't know if you noticed, her hair was completely different than it had been the whole rest of the evening. I did notice Leading that. up to that. She had curlers these, in at like some these point. These curled, gelled, sort of gelled, <laughs> shiny curls. And they looked great, but... I don't know when it happened. Yeah, she must have had a... I, I, oh, I know. She had a bottle of gel in the back of the car. She must have rubbed some in her palms and gelled up that hair. You know, just to prepare for the... Maybe it helped with her aerodynamics when yeah, she maybe. was flipping through. Yeah, yeah. That that scene is great though. Oh, totally. I love I love all her little gadgets that she has and yes. she and the the moves she has are amazing and It was a good scene. It was just really cool. Yeah, yeah and it was funny. It was on top of it, it was funny. It was. So. It was. John Favreau, I mean he that's a good character. It is. So. It is a great. What else did you not like? The there's a scene that 
I don't remember it bothering me the first time I saw it, but this time it did. I did not like the party scene where Tony decides because Tony thinks he's dying or he is dying right. because of he's wearing the suit and it's poisoning his his blood. Right. And they keep a little readout saying how much it's poisoning him and he's like, he, it keeps going up and it goes up pretty big suddenly. It's like I think it's at 18% and it's 24% and then all of a sudden a little bit later it's 89%. Right. We he, He's almost done. Yeah. So he goes into the party basically saying hey this is going to be my last birthday that I ever have and so I'm just going to let it go and it just didn't work for me. I I I appreciate like the appearance of of War Machine because that's exciting. And I remember being in the theater when War Machine shows up, and I was like, "Oh my god, War Machine!" Because right. I saw the movie with a bunch of nerds, um, you know. But it's which is awesome. Uh, that's one thing that is fun about going to a Marvel movie is people cheering wildly at the dumbest stuff. Right. It, you know, it's it's pretty cool. But I'm missing that whole thing by watching it quietly in the living room with you. I yeah, guess. Yeah. With with wonderful sound from a flat screen TV. <laughs> But it works. It's fine. <laughs> but, so what about that scene? Did you did you feel like it was just, it just forced? Felt, it felt forced. It felt forced to me. I thought they could have handled it better. I it just it just felt dumb. Yeah. It just felt dumb and out of place. And it I don't know. I I, I don't know why I was so annoyed this time. I, I thought the fight scene was kind of stupid and clunky between he and Rhodey. Um I would agree with that. It was very clunky. It just didn't feel well. I think like, they were they were trying to set up his just his vulnerability because of the fact that he was dying, and then he drank too much, and then he was acting stupid and goofy at the party. I think it was the goofiness, and maybe that's why that. I mean, could the fight scene have been clunky intentionally because he was supposed to be drunk and despondent? And- maybe I don't. I think you know they're trying to set up maybe kind of a redemption in a way. You know, he's kind of having this fall from grace, and now sure. and then there's a redemption to it which was solved with a single shot to his neck. Right. Uh, so he had some extra time <laughs> just, to... Just a quick little antidote. It'll be fine. Yeah, it was that part frustrated me. Okay. I did not like that scene. It actually took me out of the movie for a little bit. Mm, yeah, um, I, I would agree. I could yeah, see that. I did, I did not enjoy that. I uh, Yeah, that was, that was a big part. I don't... I'll talk about my overall thoughts. Okay. But those, those are the main things I didn't like. That was the big one. Okay. Um, I felt like in this movie, and maybe I just missed them in the other two movies, but I felt like there were a lot of one-liners. A there lot, were a lot. Were there a lot more one-liners? This one felt funnier. They they, they cranked up the humor a little just, bit. Just, I mean, Scarlett Johansson, is that dirty enough for you when she yeah. hands him the martini? Um, when Samuel L. Jackson looks at him with his eye patch, I've got my eye on you. Yeah, it was very silly. Um, I was okay with it. And then, yeah, I mean, but there just there were so many of those. I loved, also loved when, um, and this isn't really a one-liner, but when Robert Downey Jr., when Tony Stark drank whatever he, he oh no, he put the new he put the new thing in his heart. Yeah, I'm getting all the terms wrong. Anyway, and he said, "Ooh, it tastes like coconut." Yeah, and metal. That was pretty fun. <laughs> it was. It was pretty good. And he just starts screaming with yes. joy. Yes. Yeah, so those so those were things that we kind of. I mean, I think those are all the one-liners I have. <laughs> okay, those, that's good. Uh, all right, so quite a few things to think about. I mean, overall, the movie. I mean, it's it's a Marvel movie at this point. You kind of know what's going on. It's got there's definitely a pattern to it. It's the downfall, redemption. Um, you know, you, you kind of start seeing it with these first three movies, right? Um, so, overall thoughts of the movie. Where, what do you think of it? 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I really, let's see. I, I, I mean, I really like Iron Man. I like the yeah. whole thing, but I, I'm, oh, I was, I was really struggling to figure out if I liked it as much as the first one. Okay. And I don't think I liked it quite as much as the first one. Okay. But I really liked it. Oh, you did really like it. Okay. I did like it. It was a strong movie for you. There were, but, but especially once you started talking about that, it had a couple dips for sure. Like when you were talking about his birthday party scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there were a few places where I maybe drifted a little just because it, again, I, I felt like they were trying to pack a lot in. Yeah. And so, um, but no, I did like it. Oh, good. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I I like it okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing, again, this is another thing that I'm going back a little bit. Uh, the opening credits where they were, they had uh, Mickey Rourke's character, Vanko, um, he's create, he was, he was building his suit. Right. Essentially. And I, I like that. And I saw his, they show his father dying. And again, I like that they built that a little bit in the opening credits, but I want more of that character. I want to know more about him. What's what is? I mean, the, well, we didn't know. We didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I think it could have been flushed out a bit more. I, I want my villain. I like my villains to be evil. But you and do. You like I them really, to be evil. I want evil. them to be evil. I want them to believe what they're doing is right, but I want them to be evil while doing it. And I believe that. Mickey Rourke's character, um, she's called Whiplash because that's what he's, his name is. Whiplash is the, he he does believe what he's doing is right. He's, he was he was wronged by the Starks. He right. really feels that. But I didn't get the sense of evil that I want from a bad guy, and it's, it was nothing against the way he played it. Uh, he played it just great. So that part was missing for me. Um, that was kind of missing from me for me in the first one as having that really evil character. But I like the first one better. Well, and I think I wonder, actually, I was just thinking as you said that if packing so much in diluted it a little because we, yeah. we had that additional sort of the Justin Hammer character was also a bad guy. So maybe because we didn't have that one solid, super evil, you know, they were both kind of, they both had their own dynamic in the movie as the bad guys. So yes. maybe it, maybe that's why neither one of them had enough for you. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I, and I didn't really touch on um, Justin Hammer that much. I, um, I thought it was, I think he's an okay character. Uh, he's, he's an interesting foil for Tony Stark. I, again, didn't get the sense of evil from him. Right. I, I like him better as a foil. I thought that part was funny. I thought that worked. I like the fact that Tony Stark actually hates this guy because uh, well, Tony has a superiority complex and, right. and obviously thinks he's better than Justin at everything. And Justin is a lovely foil in that way. But I, and of course you could see the evil turn coming, but it wasn't, it's kind of okay. He was, he it wasn't was surprising. He was corporate evil. He was corporate evil. Yeah. So. Which the, I'm, per, I'm very sensitive to that right now. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's That's it, why yeah. his character, I was like, yes. That could be. Um, so overall it's, it's a decent movie. I, I'm not in love with it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's decent. It, it's I remember liking it a lot more when I first saw it. Okay. And this time I'm... Maybe that's why I liked it more. I think I liked it more than you. You probably did. So, well, so let's look at the rankings now. Because right. we now have seen three movies. We've seen Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Incredible Hulk. Yes. Right now, Iron Man is both our favorite movie. Yes. So where do you rank this one in our, our first three? I mean, Iron Man is still number one Iron for Man me, is number one. for sure. Yep. And it's kind of, it's a little bit tricky for, for the, but I, I think I'm going to go Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, 
and the Incredible Hulk. All right. I think that's my order. Okay. How about you? Uh, I think my order is now Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. We have diverged. We've diverged. I think Incredible Hulk was a stronger story. Okay. That was more interesting. I thought the Abomination was evil. Uh, maybe because I just like Tim, Tim Roth as his sweaty, evil self. Right. Um, but I just thought it was a better movie. Okay. Um, and again, that's not to take anyth- away, anything away from Iron Man 2. It's a solid movie. It's just, I just didn't like it as much as these other two. They can't be all your favorite. They can't. No, we can only this, have one favorite. This is going to get hard, I think. It's, it's going to get super gonna hard. Really hard. Yeah, it really is. So that's Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. So what uh, what we have next for our next one is Thor. And I have no idea. Zero, right? Zero. Well, it's uh, I know that there's a hammer because you just told me that. There is a hammer. And uh, it's, again, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about this one. It's, I'm curious about all these now. I shouldn't, I, I think it's becoming an empty phrase for me because I am curious about all these movies and how you're going to react to them uh, because Thor is an interesting one. It, I, I don't want to give anything away at all. So I'm, I'm really going to be curious. And it's just called Thor. There isn't. This one is just Thor. Okay. Because I think I have, from looking at the list, the order of the list, is there like a Thor Ragnarok? There's Ragnarok and okay. Thor Dark World. Oh, okay. So there's three Thor movies. Okay. So, so we're going to meet Thor. We're going to meet Thor. Cool. I can't wait. Uh, cool. Well, that's it. All right. Uh, I think we covered so much. We did. Three uh, down. And we did We did have a visitor watching watching the movie with us. We did. Yes. That's your son, My Jake. My son, Jake, was, was he's he's not here now, but he was he watched the movie with we us. Sent so. him to his room we sent him so to his room so we could record. We sent him to his room <laughs> and along, quietly. Along with the dog. The dog's in there, too. Oh, again, you're, somewhere in this episode, you've prob- hopefully heard a dog bark. You've heard that dog bark. Send us an email, mgu23 at gmail.com. We'll enter you into our contest or a little drawing and hopefully you'll win a prize yeah do they have to do they have to tell where they heard it right they want to put you want to put the timestamp. the timestamp. yeah okay cool. and that would be it yay so uh well thank you all for listening thank you so much this has been the mtu my name is michael my name is gina and we'll talk to you next time next time